Hello, this is Joyce Hum from Ottawa. This is my 16th podcast, and I'm continuing, excuse me, continuing to talk about the book that I wrote, Are We There Yet? Is the Sun Setting on Planet Earth? Before I get into the book, I just wanted to mention that we're having some very big difficulties here in Canada. We had a rainstorm that did devastating damage to one of our provinces, British Columbia, and the main roads are washed out and bridges and the, the airline, excuse me, the uh, railways are no longer to move through the province or, or trucks. So their supply is uh, uh, limited going into the ports of Vancouver and getting out of Vancouver. So it's a real problem. And there's probably billions and billions of dollars of damage. And it's going to take us a lot of time, time to uh, get that fixed. So I'm praying today, and uh, you can join me in prayer, that uh, God will be with the people and that we will uh, somehow or another give wisdom to all those people who have to come together to fix this event and to get the province back on their feet again. Uh, a lot of communities had to be totally evacuated because of the floodwaters and it's just one enormous disaster like I don't think we've ever seen anything like it here in Canada. So I just wanted to get that off my heart today in the beginning and uh, then we'll get back to the book that I wrote, uh, Are We There Yet? Is the Sun Setting on Planet Earth? And I just wanted to say that when I wrote this book I felt that things would not get better but they might actually get worse. And unfortunately, things haven't gotten better in this earth and we are seeing a lot of problems, climate-related problems as well as others. So I keep praying for the earth and uh, keep praying that God's hands will be on us and, and help us in all that we do. Uh, I wrote this book in 2020, in, in July it was published. And it was in the middle of the pandemic at that time, and we're still facing the pandemic. A lot of vaccinated people have uh, come have been uh, making things easier, and uh, unfortunately, there's still a lot of people who are not vaccinated, which they're putting themselves at terrible risk. So, I would encourage those people or people who are somewhat uh, uh, concerned about the vaccination, unless you've got a very serious health issue um, that to get vaccinated because that will stop the spread and it will also uh, protect you from getting um, the virus, um, COVID-19 virus. So we're just, um, yeah, we're still in the midst of that, but I think things are getting better because of the vaccine and thank God for the vaccine. So anyway, getting back to the book, I've, um, like I said in the beginning, this is my uh, my 16th uh, podcast on the book, and I uh, the book has about 15 chapters in all. And one of the things that I wanted to show and talk about was God's timeline. And I believe that God, this world, believe it or not, or like it or not, it's the truth belongs to God. He sees all, he knows all, and he loves people. And he wants none to perish, but he wants all to come to a saving knowledge of him through Jesus Christ. 
And also I'm going to do just talk about a little bit about myself today. There was a time when as a child I had a great faith and I left that faith because of domestic violence. And then God in his grace brought me back and somebody gave me a Bible. And when that person gave me a Bible, I opened it up and started reading it. And one thing that happened to me was this voice came into my heart, which told me that this Bible was the Holy Word of God. And it was such a strong word that my heart just leaped in faith. And I continued to read the Word of God and hang on to the Word of God and the power of God that comes with uh, belief and uh, in his Holy Spirit and belief through Jesus Christ. So I know what it's like to not have God in your life, and I know what it's like to have God in your life. And I believe he wants to have salvation for all people. The Bible tells us in Second Peter that God wants none to perish. He wants all to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So we are on this timeline of God. And I believe that uh, uh, the prophecies are important. Again, we are told that uh, the prophecies are very important, that they don't just come from man. They are, the biblical prophecies are from God, and that we should pay attention to them. So in, when I started to write this book, I had on my heart, just one second, I have an emergency alert coming in here on my phone. There we go. It stopped. Um, there, anyway, uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, when I had this book on my heart, I don't think it just came from me. I think it was a, a power of God that was upon me that wanted me to write this book. And therefore, I think it's a very special book because as I wrote it, I felt God was uh, guiding me and helping me and giving me understanding. And he wanted me to continue writing it and have it available for people to read. So it may sound like a, um, I'm overstressing uh, my work, but I think it's, it is something that God wanted me to do. Uh, I'm a, I don't call myself a prophet. I call myself an analyst because that's what I was taught to do. I have a degree in economics and I worked in different fields where I had to do uh, analysis. And I believe that this book came from an analysis of the Bible, which I believe is the Word of God. And we were talking about how um, in the last um, uh, recording, recording 15, I talked about how God uh, um, used different people to bring prophecies. And one of those people was Daniel. He was a young man who was captured in in Jerusalem and taken to the Babylonia, and he was given prophecies from God. And he, at the end, he was told to seal up his prophecies. And now I believe it's time to open Daniel's prophecies because they work together with those of revelations. And last week we talked about the first prophecy that Daniel had, and it was basically an interpretation that he came uh, from him. He gave this interpretation to the king. King Nebuchadnezzar was the king who uh, basically uh, ruled uh, Babylonia, and he was the one who came against uh, Jerusalem. And and he uh, came against Jerusalem three times, though it was during the first siege that Daniel was taken down to Babylonia, and Daniel's uh, um, 
the story of Daniel can be found in the book called Daniel. So I recommend that you read it. It's in the Old Testament of the Bible, and it's an amazing, amazing book. So anyway, we talked about King Nebuchadnezzar's dream last week. And what we talked about was a big statue. And this statue had four parts, and 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 the fourth four parts, two legs and two feet. And when um, when uh, Daniel talked to the king, told him about he actually the king didn't even tell him what he dreamt. Daniel had to even tell him what he dreamt, which God gave to Daniel. He told him that the king, the big statue, had a head of gold. And after that, there would arise another kingdom, which would be of silver, and another kingdom that would be of bronze. And finally, there would be a, a fourth kingdom. And this uh, fourth kingdom would be as strong as iron, but it would be different in that it would smash everything. And it would be, um, and this kingdom um, seemed to um, take up the statue right down to the toes, because the um, it says that, um, and then it after it talks about the the iron that the stat that the fourth part of the statue is made out of. It said it will crush and break all all the other kingdoms, and that's what Rome did. And uh, and so that's what this we believe that from history this is what this is talking about. And then he goes on to talk about the feet and the toes, and I believe that's where we are today. He talks about there being uh, um, the ten toes, and I think that uh, that's how God sees the world today. And these ten toes were made out of partly iron and partly clay. And to me, the iron represents the the, the, the strength of the kingdom of, of Rome, and the um, the the fact that this kingdom is mixed with the the clay. And it says that they're partly the toes were partly of iron and partly of Play, but the the iron is is strong, and, and so that they don't mix, and it basically causes trouble uh, for the uh, for the clay, which I believe is the world where we're in today. So that's what we talked about uh, last week, and I just wanted to bring that to your attention because I think that's very important. And when we talk about this particular uh, second. Uh, one that I discuss in my book, Daniel's Dreams of Four Beasts. We have to remember what we're, what we learned in the first one, because I believe the four beasts are again uh, the four kingdoms that God talked about. That, excuse me, that Daniel talked about in the first uh, one that I talked about his dream. It says in um, he, this is a dream that Daniel had. And visions passed through his mind as he had this dream. And he had, what in what this dream is a dream about four animals. And he called them the four beasts that came out of the sea. And one resembled a lion, and another resembled a bear and a leopard. But the fourth beast, which would be the fourth kingdom again, that would be the Rome, the Roman kingdom, he said it was different than all the others because it had iron and it crushed and devoured its victims. And it had ten horns. And among the, these ten horns, a little beast appears. So a little beast comes out of Rome, and that appears. Uh, so what are what are these ten horns that that Daniel are talking about? Could these be the ten toes that uh, we were uh, 
that we uh, saw on the statue. I think they might be. And that would be talking about the world as we have it today. And, and among these uh, ten toes, there's a, a little horn that appears. And while I was thinking about the horns, this is Daniel 7, 8. And while I was thinking about the horns, there before me was another horn, a little one. And this little one is something different from the other ten, which came up among them. And the three of the first horns were uprooted before it. And the horn had eyes like the eyes of a human being and a mouth that smoked, spoke boastfully. So I guess God will see that the um, uh, uh, some of the kingdoms will be uprooted, but there will be one that will remain, and that uh, that horn will have eye, eyes like the eyes of a human being and a mouth that speaks boastfully. So this is talking about, I believe, what's going to happen in the end times. And again, we have to uh, pay attention to this, because like I say, I'm not a prophet, I'm just an analyst, and, um, but I believe we're, this is where we're at. And I believe that God wants us all to understand that this is a uh, time, this is Daniel 7, we want to ask you to read chapter 7 and take it to heart, and um, because it is an important chapter. And we will see that um, uh, in verses 21 to 25, we are told that there's a great war against the holy people of God, and they will be defeated until um, the Ancient of Days come, and that will be uh, when God comes. So I believe that this, if you remember in, in the uh, first uh, dream of Daniel where he saw that a great hand came out and smashed it and then God set up his kingdom. I think this too carries us right down to the end times where the holy people of God, and I think these are the people who believe in Jesus, these are perhaps the Jewish people, and well, they will be, um, uh, they will have this, uh, uh, this, um, this evil uh, presence that will help that that will be against them for and we are told that the holy people and they will be defeated until the ancient of days till Jesus comes and they will the holy people will be delivered into the hands of the little horn for a time times and a half and a time a time in Daniel talks about uh, it's a uh, um, um, a time means A year, so a time and time and a half with, with equals three and one half years. And that's the same amount of time that we have in Revelations. But we know that, uh, but Jesus will destroy the little horn and the people of the Most High will receive the kingdom forever. And that again goes right back to what we learned, what we're going to be learning later. later. So we, each one of Daniel's prophecies tells us something about the end times. We know that the iron in the first one, that the iron will be mixed with the clay at the end of, of Daniel's prophecy. And that, that's when uh, uh, the kingdom of man will be smashed and God will set up his own kingdom on the earth. And we know that in this prophecy, we are told that there will be a little horn that will come out of the uh, 
fourth uh, from the fourth beast, which would be again going back to the the uh, particular uh, um, particular kingdoms that we talked about earlier. The first one being the Babylonians, the second one being the Kurds and the Mesians, the third one being the, the Greeks, and the fourth one being Rome. And so we we can see that this is uh, how God sees it and what He is telling us. And He sees that uh, uh, in the when when the beast uh, had that has the uh, ten horns, and and there we have the ten horns. Uh, a little beast will appear from the ten horns, and there will we will be having um, uh, a, a great deal of trouble. But but again, they will be given uh, this little horn will be given uh, power over the holy people for three and a half years. But uh, again, it says that uh, this will be destroyed, and uh, um, and that God will be uh, setting up His kingdom. And I'm just going to read you 25 and 26. Uh, it, again, we're talking about the, the, the little horn. It says, he will speak against the Most High and oppress the holy people and try to change the, and set, change the set times and laws. The holy people will be delivered into his hands for a time, times and a half. And again, that time and time and a half gives us three and a half years. And these are the same number of years as spoken about in, in Revelations. Uh, when we talk about the uh, the end times, and we'll get there later on. But again, it says that in Daniel uh, 7.25, which we just read, and 7.26, but the court will sit, and his power will be taken away and completely destroyed forever. So God wants us to know that uh, um, there are things out there that will happen, and I believe his prophecies are true, and that we have to uh, um, realize that we're in, uh, moving towards God's timeline, we're in God's timeline right now, and that uh, um, even though people will come up and they will speak boast, boastfully against God, that that doesn't matter because God is still in control. He knows what's going on, and He tells us this in His Word. So we have to hold on to what we know and be very uh, cognizant that everything we see and hear may not be the truth, so we are going to hold on to the fact that uh, uh, in the end, uh, Jesus Christ will come back, and at that time, uh, there will be a, a time of, of great uh, um, distress, and we'll talk about that more when we get into uh, um, prophecies of revelations, but no matter, we see that uh, in these two prophecies, we have the iron mixing with the clay as in the um, first statue and we have the in the day that would be for the end times because we know that the end times is when jesus sets up his kingdom and we have uh, the second prophecy about the four beasts and we know that there's going to be a little horn that's going to uh, come up in great power and that little horn will uh, uh, speak against god and the holy people and he will uh, wage war against them for three and a half years. So this is all in the Bible. This is not me uh, making things up. Uh, and I, again, I, uh, write, I stress that I believe that God has told me very clearly that the Bible is his holy word. So uh, next week we'll be talking about the third, 
the third um, prophecy from Daniel. I call them Daniel 7, 77s, and we'll, ex we'll explain the timeline there. That's very important. Meanwhile, I'm just, uh, again, I say I'm a bit devastated what's happening in Canada, what's happening in the uh, many climate issues around the world. And um, anyway, I, we just keep praying for our world and our people. And that the most important thing is to know that God has an eternity for people. And in the back of the book, I have a last chapter is called Claim Your Inheritance. Uh, I uh, want you to read that chapter and to take that to heart because the most important thing in all this, and I read, even believe that God wants us to not be ignorant, but he wants to know where we are on the timeline. He said, he says that nobody knows the time when Jesus Christ is going to come back. Only God himself knows that and uh, when this all stuff will be unhappening. But we are giving clear indications that, that this is going to happen. Another thing that Jesus said that's happening right now, that I just wanted to bring to your attention quickly, is the fact that there's a, many, many earthquakes happening out there. And and God, Jesus told us that there will be, a, if this will be, when we see these earth, earthquakes, increasing now that we know the time is near and and so many others the diseases the uh, um, the uh, fires the uh, the horrible floods that we're having I think this all points that we're getting close to the end times God wants us to be ready he loves everybody and he wants us all to uh, come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ so thank you for listening you're listening or, excuse me you're listening to these podcasts, and it's very encouraging. So uh, we'll keep on keeping on, and uh, may God bless us all and help me in the coming days to stay strong and to uh, hold on to talking to you about the Holy Word of God. So, um, so take care, and uh, I'll be talking to you another day. Blessings to everyone.